You're listening to The Marissa Raider Show. I'm a mama of three, farm wife, and creative entrepreneur who thrives on helping dreamers and doers make the most of their God-given talents. You can consider me your newest BFF who will be in there to cheer you on and give you practical tools to use in your business and your life, all while empowering you in your faith, providing you with hard truths and motivation to get you chasing your dreams. I am bringing you actionable tips to uplevel your life and business as a busy mom and believer. I'll share laughs and encouragement with you as you chase after your God-given dreams. I believe that you've been given this one life and purpose for you to live out. And if you're ready to be the rock star you're meant to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to another solo episode of the Marissa Raider Show. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed my interview last week with Jenna. If you have not listened to it yet, you need to go back and do it because she was dropping truth in her episode. It was amazing. But today, I want to talk about something new, something different, something that I have not talked about yet on the podcast at all. And so as moms and business owners, you're probably wondering how you can speed up the growth of your business without sacrificing quality or time. And in this episode, I'm going to show you exactly how slowing down can help you speed up the process of scaling your business and creating a life of happiness. Hey there, it's Marissa here. And I want to just talk about this because it has been on my mind a lot lately. How do we achieve optimal growth for our businesses without having to sacrifice all of our time or compromising the quality of our work or our parenting? It seems like a lot of people are always in a hurry to get ahead, but what if there was another way? In this episode, I am going to share with you my thoughts on slowing down in order to speed up the growth of your business and optimizing your happiness. So the first step that I want you to do, if you are feeling like you're in this hustle and bustle to just check the boxes and get to the next piece of life or the next business task or the next monumental piece that you're goal setting for, is I want you to take a step back and assess your goals. As a business owner, as a parent, it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day details of running your business and your household. You've got meetings, deadlines, client demands, and they can quickly fill up your schedule on top of everything that you're already doing for your family, your kids, and hopefully yourself. And it leaves little time for reflection and strategic planning. However, it's so important to take a step back from time to time and assess your business goals. What are your long-term objectives? Are you on track to achieve them? What changes do you need to make to ensure your success? By taking the time to reflect on your goals, which Jenna talked about in the last episode, another shameless plug here, if you haven't listened, go do it. But you can keep your business on track and position yourself for continued growth. So the question is though, is how do I know if I'm on track? So this episode, I'm gonna flip to more of the business side of things. So I wanna talk about what you need to be tracking in order to know, are you having continued growth? So any business owner will tell you that successfully running a business is no easy task. 
There are a million different things to keep track of from sales and marketing to inventory to the accounting piece of it. While it may seem overwhelming at first, tracking the right pieces of your business can actually make a world of difference. So here are a few areas that I think that you should focus on. Sales. Obviously, you need to know how much money your business is bringing in. But tracking sales can also help you to identify patterns and trends. Are certain products selling better than others? Are different times of the year are different things selling better than others? Are they increasing or decreasing over time? Answering these questions can help you make better decisions about inventory, where you're going to spend your time marketing, what products you're going to market, when you're going to do it, and so much more. The next thing, this might not concern you, but it might. For me, I don't keep a lot of inventory on anything. Yeah, I have some physical products, but my main thing is being a service-based business. But if you are a business that has physical products, you need to keep tabs on your inventory. It's crucial for any business that sells a physical product because running out of stock can cost you sales while too much inventory can tie up valuable resources and keep you from scaling your business. So by tracking that inventory level, you can ensure that you always have the right amount on hand and you can use your assets to the best of your ability. The next thing that I suggest tracking is your expenses. Actually knowing where your money is going is essential for any business. Tracking both your fixed expenses, like if you have rent on a building or utilities or variable expenses like advertising, travel, you know, meals with clients, that kind of thing. This is going to give you a better idea of where you can cut costs and how to allocate your funds and get the most out of the money that you're bringing in so that you can in turn build the life that you're dreaming of without having to worry about unknown expenses because tracking them is going to give you that peace of mind and allow you to to scale even faster. The second thing that I want you to do once you start tracking the pieces of your business is I want you to evaluate where and how you're currently spending your time. It's important to take some time every now and then to reevaluate how you're spending your time. Are you spending your days the way you want to be spending them? Are the areas of your life that you feel like you're, you're neglecting? Are there things that you're doing that aren't bringing you joy? It can be helpful to sit down with a pen and a paper and just make a list of all the things you do in a day. I like to tell my clients to get out a calendar and an hour by hour calendar. Now I do not plan my days like that, but when I am feeling overwhelmed or feeling like certain areas of my life are being neglected, I sit down and I have an hourly calendar that spans a week and I usually print off two of them. And I put down everything on that calendar that are obligations that I have to be at or that I have to take care of. So girls' dance and gymnastics classes, when I have appointments, those kind of things, I map that all out. I show where my kids are at daycare. I show on there when my husband and I, when I want to be spending time with him. And I literally map out where my morning routine is, where my night routine is, because then that allows me to see, am I spending my time effectively? Am I spending my time in a way that serves my priorities and my values? And where can I fit my business in? Because I am one that I 
my kids do go to daycare, but today we have um, a family event at noon that we're going to. My husband and I are supporting some of our church family, and we have a funeral that we have to attend. Those things are things that are important. Those are priorities to us in our life, but it does take away from the time that I can spend on my business. So when those things are on that calendar, I can see the pockets of time in other places where I can fit in what I must do for that week, which is the exact next step that I want you to do. I want you to write down those must-do items. So for me, my must-do items is my weekly email for my clients, for my, my list of email people that have come to me and provided me their email so that they can grow as a person and I can serve them in that way, that's a priority for me. I have to record my podcast every week. I show up on social media. I spend a lot of time filming reels and educating on Instagram. Those are my priorities in my business because those are the things that move the needle forward. My client appointments, those are non-negotiable for me because that is the heart and soul of what I do. So I write down all of those things and fit them in. So on Tuesday, my email goes out. So I know that I have to at least have that email written and scheduled by Monday. Now I do like to batch things, don't get me wrong, but when life is crazy and and things are happening, I have a very simple system that allows me to slow down, get the things that I absolutely have to get done, and then I can move forward. And if I have other areas of time, that's when I can fill in those don't need to do, but want to do tasks. So once you have your list and all of that, you need to take a cold, hard look at where you could possibly make some changes. Because if you're finding that you're really tied up and there just is no hours left in the day for you, then You need to reevaluate those priorities and those values that I've talked about probably 50 times in different podcast episodes, but that's where you make your decisions from. What are your main priorities and what do you value in life? And if something on that list doesn't fit that, get rid of it. It's gone. And don't feel guilty about it. (laughs) All right, next tip for slowing down to speed up the growth of your business is Make a plan to focus on the most important tasks for your business. So decide what you want most as an accomplishment in your business. What are your top three goals? Write them down and keep them in mind as you develop your plan. Work on one goal at a time. Be patient. Don't expect to achieve everything overnight because we all know, yeah, some people do get that overnight success. It seems like luck. It probably is. But... They have not gone through the work and they are ill-prepared for what is to follow once they get this overnight success. There is going to be a lot more pain and suffering for people who have overnight success than the people who have built that solid foundation and worked on putting these systems in place and finding out what's important to you as a business, as a person, and how you're going to tie it all together to show up in the world. So what you need to do is set a schedule for working on your business on the goals that you've set, and then actually stick to it. This is the hard part because motivation will be there right away in the beginning, but it's fleeting. So have the motivation, celebrate the wins, keep that motivation going, but routines and habits and sticking to that schedule, even when you don't want to, 
That's what's going to develop the self-discipline and the grit you need to find the success that you are looking for in your business. Make time for planning and reflection as well as the execution. As you work, review your progress, modify that plan if you need to, be flexible, open-minded, but remember that it's ultimately your responsibility to make your business a success. With hard work and dedication, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to, and I'm a firm believer in that. So get started today. Take this nugget of knowledge and go out and slow yourself down enough to speed up your success. So I want to know, come find me on Instagram, hit me up with an email, leave a review of the podcast here and tell me what the first step that you're going to take towards reaching your goals, because I am invested in you and I maybe haven't even met you and I maybe don't even know what your business is, but I want you to know that I pray for every person who listens to this podcast every time I sit down to record one that I will lead you in a way that helps you find the success that you are looking for. So that being said, let's keep going because I have a few more points. I'm a little long-winded today and I apologize about that. But the next step is delegating and outsourcing tasks that aren't essential or don't help move the needle forward. If you want to be a successful business owner, it's important to learn to delegate. There are only so many hours in a day and you can't do everything yourself. You just sat down with that schedule. One of the first things that that could go is having someone else edit your podcast, having someone else create the graphics for your Instagram, things like that. Things that are not in your zone of genius, it's okay to delegate. And instead of focusing on those and trying to do everything yourself, which will eventually lead to burnout, I can guarantee you that. Instead, you need to focus on the tasks that are essential to your business and then outsource and delegate the rest. This is going to free up your time so you can focus on growing your business, which is your main focus and should be your main focus when it comes to your business. It may also help you to find new talent that can take your business to the next level. So don't be afraid to delegate or outsource. It could be the best decision that you ever make for your business. All right, next step. Set some limits for yourself. Don't work all the time. Take time for yourself and enjoy life outside of work. I'm going to share just a little personal tidbit here. I am a night owl. I really thrive at about 8.30 p.m. I get like this third or fourth, possibly fifth wind for the day. I don't really know. I don't really keep track. But I have times of very low energy throughout the day and times of very high energy. And 8.30 p.m. is a working, creative time for me. So I do not feel bad that while my kids are at daycare, I'm getting in some of the other things that fill my cup, like having different appointments, like having my hair done or going to get my nails done every three weeks or whatever it is. I don't feel guilty about doing those things during the day because I can't do those things at 8.30 at night. So I have found a schedule and a way that works for me to be able to set these limits and these boundaries for me because it's very easy for me to work all day long while my kids are at daycare and then continue to work at night when my creativity sparks. And so this is how I found balance. So what I want you to do is start working on sustainable and healthy habits and limits that are going to help you enjoy life outside of your work. That doesn't mean that you should never work 
and that you shouldn't work hard, but it means that you should find a balance that works for you. And when you do work, make sure that you're taking breaks and enjoying the fruits of your labor because that celebration is what's going to keep the motivation going for you. It's not worth it to work yourself to death if you're not enjoying the process or the outcome. So take some time for yourself, set those limits, and actually go out and enjoy your life. And if that means doing it in the middle of the day because that's the only time that that time of day happens for you to enjoy, go do it. It's okay. I'm giving you permission. You don't need my permission, but it's granted. All right. I have a few more, like two more tips for you here. The sixth tip that I have for you is to celebrate your successes, both big and small. I've said it at least twice already in this episode that no matter who you are or what you do, it's important to celebrate your successes, whether it's landing a big client or simply completing a project on time. These achievements deserve to be recognized, and yet far too often we downplay our accomplishments and just move on to the next thing. I recently did a journaling activity for myself because I practice what I preach, not gonna lie, I do. I think that that's partial to the success of my business is because I am doing the things that I'm teaching other people to do. Anyway, back to my journaling prompt. I'll get off my soapbox now. I had this epiphany when it asked me, what are some of my biggest accomplishments in life? And I couldn't really name any. I can guarantee you if you ask my friends and family, they could rattle off an entire list of my accomplishments, but nothing felt like an accomplishment to me. Hmm. Hmm. Why is that? Because I wasn't following my own advice. I was not walking the walk when it came to celebrating my successes. And I was too busy just moving on to the next thing. And we've been taught that humility is a virtue. And while there's certainly nothing wrong with being humble, there's also nothing wrong with taking a moment to savor a job well done. And that is a mindset shift that even I am currently working on because you know what? I am showing up every day, I'm doing the work, I'm getting the things done, I am changing women's lives, whether it's through my podcast or the one-on-one coaching or group coaching that I do, or even just the people on the street that I encounter that I can impart my personality on of you can do it attitude, I know that I'm showing up and doing that and I need to be okay with acknowledging that I am doing a job well done and you need to do the same. So go ahead, give yourself that pat on the back, as cliche as it sounds, Buy yourself a little treat, celebrate your success, both big and small ones. It will not only make you feel good in the moment, but it's also going to motivate you for your future achievements because when your brain learns that we celebrate the things, guess what it wants to do? It wants to do more of the things to celebrate because it likes it. It's that little dopamine high that's like, woo, feeling good. I'm ready to go, let's do another. That's what happens when you celebrate even the small wins. Your brain starts searching for more wins. What happens when you get more wins? More motivation shows up. It does, it's science. I I don't have any proof of that, but it's science. (laughs) Anyway, my last tip here, I've kept you long enough today, but is to stay motivated by keeping your end goal in mind because there are days where 
your motivation is going to be fleeting and you are going to have to rely on that dedication, that self-starting attitude that seems to disappear in the times that we need it. But that's where that grit and perseverance comes in. And I know you have it deep inside you. So when it comes to achieving your goals, it's important to keep motivated through the process. We all know that. We know what we need to do, but actually doing it something different. One of the best ways to do this is to keep your end goal in mind by constantly reminding yourself of what you are working towards. You're going to be more likely to stay on track and see the process through to completion. And additionally, it can be helpful to break down your goal into smaller, more manageable steps. You know, those smart goals, we talk about them all the time. Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about. But this will give you a sense of progress and keep you motivated to continue working towards the bigger, more concrete, ultimate goal that you've set. And then finally, remember that setbacks are inevitable. And instead of becoming discouraged, use them as an opportunity to learn and grow. With perseverance and determination, you will reach your destination. You will, I know you will. So if you are feeling overwhelmed and like you just can't get ahead, it's time for a change. I want you to take a step back, assess your business goals. Are they realistic and achievable? Evaluate how you're currently spending your time and make a plan to focus on the most important tasks for your business. Delegate, outsource, do whatever you need to for the tasks that aren't essential so that you can free up more of your own time and spend it in that zone of genius, the place that is meant for you. And then finally, set some limits for yourself. Don't work all the time. Make sure you take that time to enjoy life outside of work and celebrate those successes, both big and small, because motivation is what's going to keep you pushing forward. And remember, always keep that end goal in mind and stay the course. You are ready to rock this task. I want you to go out and slow down so that you can speed up the growth of your business. And guess what? I'm going to be here cheering you on the entire time.